This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland and this is The Leader Weekends. Every Saturday we bring you a bonus episode of our business podcast, How to Be a CEO. This is a cut-down version, so hit the link in the show notes to hear the full thing or search your podcast provider for How to Be a CEO. There are new episodes every Monday morning. Bonjour, je suis John Weeks et vous écoutez How to Be a CEO avec Anna Shepka. Okay, that's about the extent of my foreign language abilities, all thanks to my GCSE French teacher. But if you're going to learn a language these days, the chances are you'll reach for an app. The real downside of the classic model is that you only see your student like, what, once a week, twice a week maybe? So the frequency is actually missing. And that's the one thing that the, the apps have been fantastic at, is to create this daily habit of you know 15-20 minutes a day that's really all that we, we we need to invest as human beings. Arna Shepka is CEO of Babbel, the language learning app that's been around since 2007 and is still looking for new ways to make the process of turning your hello into bonjour, hola or konnichiwa even simpler. The language learning problem can still be you know, solved better. We're continuously trying to, to revolutionize the way digital language learning works. I'm John Weeks from the Evening Standard, and this is How to Be a CEO. Arna Shepka became CEO of Babbel back in 2015, having spent his time between his career and travelling the world. He's been at Babbel now for more than seven years. So what about this job has kept him from jetting off on his travels once more? I think it comes down to one thing, and that's the purpose of the company and the value that the company brings to its learners every single day. I really have never had to explain that to anyone since moving to, to Babel and to the language learning space. Why do you do what you do, Arno? Never a question. That is more of a question when you're in, in retail or when you're selling baby diapers. All of those are very needed, but the, the purpose, I think, is just glaringly clear when you're in language learning. The language learning problem can still be you know, solved better. We're continuously trying to, to revolutionize the way digital language learning works. Um, we're, we're currently paving a path to becoming a, a true ecosystem of, of learning methods. So moving you from the safe space that the self-study um, safe space that in, inside of our app, where you can learn on your own time in a non-judged space. And we, we just added uh, live tutoring to that. And you know, all of a sudden you have a, you need to produce speech on the go. It's a conversation only format. And so it's a great complement in terms of learning method. 
We introduce podcasts, which is an audio-only passive learning mode that you can take on the go. So we're surrounding our learners with different stimuli, learning stimuli. I think it goes back to the blended learning theory that's proven successful and proven superior to any, any other. Our learners actually do that already themselves, trying to stitch together our, our app and a YouTube video and a, and a YouTube tutorial and a few friends they might have who speak the, the language. And we can, we can bring it together and use technology to, to make it easier. So the purpose and the, the potential that, that a technology has to improve the language learning experience you know, significantly still, still today also realizing how truly important that is in the world. It's easy to understand, oh yeah, I get the value of language learning, but to understand the societal value of it and to understand how heartbreaking situations like you know the Ukrainian war or refugee movements over the, the last couple of months where we decided to, to build a free Ukrainian and to German to English to Polish product um, and offer that free all refugees. You actually understand not just how purpose-driven your organization is, but also how powerful that is. And we know Babbel isn't the only language app out there. A few of them have sort of popped up over the last 10 years or so. What is that competition like? I split it into good competition and bad competition. And so any anyone who does a good job at providing language learning services that actually work, that actually, actually get you to your to your, fin- your own finish line, your own uh, learning goal, I think are, are formidable and you know, help build a market because it helps build our confidence in ourselves that we can learn language. What is very particular about the language learning space is that none of us think we're great at it as human beings. Like very, very few people have a very high self-efficacy when it comes to, to language learning. And so the last thing we need is someone to tell us, I've got the solution for you, I have your back. And then two months in, you realize you haven't learned anything. That doesn't just make you waste two months of your time. It also breaks the back of any self-efficacy or any self-confidence in your ability to, to learn. Um, so that, that's my main, uh, main uh, differentiation. Then I think everyone else hopefully does a good job at it. We don't see anyone out there really trying to do the same thing that we're, we're doing. Um, so providing a digital blended learning form, an ecosystem that covers more language learning methods and bringing it together digitally and with technology. Uh, so merging the AI power that we, we see, you know, we, we, we use the data that's generated on platform um, to make better recommendations to, to provide you with, with more individualized learn paths and match that with the proven successful academic concepts of, you know, which type of learning content actually works for, for learning. Um, what do you need to learn when? Um, that, that has been around for, I don't know, 100 years and the most recent you know, theories are 30 years old. Um, so it's not, we're not reinventing the wheel on the didactics or linguistic side, but we're bringing that together with technology. And I think that's pretty, pretty special. And we don't see anyone out there doing that. So really trying to make sure that all of us who want to learn the language are able to learn the language. Let's go to the ads now in part two. Why beanbags and ping pong tables aren't all you need to build a successful work culture. You can put on sneakers and you know get rid of the tie. You can you can put beanbags everywhere in the office and still have a very hierarchical company culture. You're never going to be on a hip. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.
So talking about Babbel itself as a company, being founded in 2007, it is still a relatively young and new company. Is it like a modern company these days? Do you have the beanbags and the ping pong tables, for example? Yeah, we, we actually do try to keep the best of being a, you know, a small, small company, being a, a relatively fresh company, and at the same time also enjoy the benefits of being already a relatively large and successful company. We're in the three-digit millions of, of revenue. Our team is more than 750 people large, and we're 15 years old, so we're probably not the stereotypical startup. I've heard us be called different things from scale-up to grown-up to... The pimple face teenager, um, all of those are, have probably some, some truth and, and ring to them. I think what's important is that we, we mature in places where maturity actually helps, helps our learners, helps us be, be more, more efficient and keep the curiosity, agility and the risk taking alive that younger companies find, uh, find, find simpler. That's really what I, what I care most about. Do we have beanbags? Yes, we do. Do we have ping pong tables and you know, foosball tables? Yes, we do. But it's really about how you collaborate and the type of decisions you take and, and how, the, how the company culture evolves. And a lot of new companies and even some older ones these days are thinking a lot more about their work environment and work culture. One of the challenges for every workplace, of course, has been the transition to hybrid working. How have you found managing that? Yeah, and, and just to, to, to get back to your point about traditional companies trying to become young and cool and hip, you can put on sneakers and you know, get rid of the tie. You can, you can put beanbags everywhere in the office and still have a very hierarchical company culture. You're never going to be young and hip, right? Um, so I, th- I think that's what, what I was trying to say with it's really about the culture and the, the way of working rather than the externalities of what makes a startup a startup or a young company a young company. Hybrid working, I think we, we went through the exact same waves that everyone else goes through. At the beginning of the pandemic, we were very concerned for the health of our employees. We were busy you know, moving a luckily digital business uh, fully, fully remote. Um, I, I do think we had it a lot easier than, than everyone else because we don't have physical goods, no production, no, no logistics, no warehousing, no shops, etc., but you know, we still had to go through through everything. We were we were well prepped. We used a couple of early um, markets as as testing grounds. So we had a playbook by the time the the first wave of lockdowns hit that we then replicated, and then quickly realized that um, there's actually it actually works, and that it actually works quite well, and, and that there's benefits to the productivity, the efficiency, the you know the the speed of a of a remote setup. And then I think about a year in, we started seeing that, uh, or half half a year to a year in, we started seeing that it gets pretty lonely. Uh, as human beings, we're actually social beings, and that even you know in a work context, we lack the informal networks, the um, informal interactions, and the, the the social social support system that we all need. And we we started investing into mental health. We started investing a lot more into into team activities and, and tried to allow for light touch in person formats especially over the the summer periods and now we're we're still in a i would say hybrid mode between in office and remote we give a lot of uh, flexibility to our teams to find the right collaboration mode and we see that play out very differently so rather than saying it's three days a week for everyone and it's going to be monday and tuesday for you and you know wednesday and uh, friday for you we actually said Every team can can choose the the right model for themselves, and you get different models, right? For an agile tech team, it actually makes sense to have a rolling two week cycle of ways of working and, and hybrid setup that fits to the to the sprint rhythm, right? Which is a, a repeating rhythm. 
for you know a finance team, it might make more sense to have a monthly um, cycle because it you know works with the financial closing cycles. So we actually found that keeping that flexibility and catering to the team's needs works a lot better than trying to find a one-size-fits-all solution that works across the whole company. That was Babel CEO Arna Shepka. For more interviews, news and analysis, head to standards.co.uk forward slash business or pick up the evening standard newspaper. How to be a CEO is back on Monday. We'll see you then. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.